Get ready to take your shot with Buckshot Brew. Brewed using Arabica beans from the Cordillera region, this strong and refreshing iced coffee drink gives you a full flavor with a much-needed kick to boost your day. Available in sweet black, chilled vanilla, salted caramel, and white mocha, each drink is handcrafted so you can be sure of quality and freshness. Take your shot now with Buckshot Brew. Okay, so good evening. This is Flip Needs Podcast. I'm Miko Orda and joining with me is Drew. Hello, what's up? This is my first time joining the podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about the latest Star Wars outing called Andor. And this show was in the making for so, so long. Um, back in 2018 or I think 2019, it was announced. The showrunner niya is uh, Stephen Schiff, uh, isa sa mga writers ng The Americans, which got us intrigued na this will be a spy show. And then initially, napunta kay Tony Gilroy, yeah. who did the reshoots and rewrites ng Rogue One Star Wars story. So when, he, when he, I first heard it, grabe, that was exciting din. Kasi yung mga nakita natin sa morally gray side ng Rogue One, we'll be seeing it in greater detail in 12 episodes. Tapos there were certain delays because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. down to the scenes yung ano pa lang eh kita-kita mo pa lang is is its own thing filming on location it's more traditional and then you've got um si Tony Gilroy and his stamp yung brand as a writer yung you know he's well known uh for the Jason Bourne movies yeah he's the writer for the Bourne movies and he directed yung ano eh, the fourth one Bourne Legacy I think uh, I think I think so actually when it was first announced out of you know, I think because when you know when Disney announces stuff, they usually do it in by batches. Like they announce a, a whole slate of shows that's coming out. So I believe it was announced, yeah, back then. Kasabay niya yung like I think it was Obi Wan, Ahsoka, mga ganon, uh, Book yeah. of Boba Fett, like heavy, really heavy hitters, no, yung mga fan favorites of characters, like yeah, and then. Biglang may Andor. So, for actually, initial reaction ko back then, when it, when it was just announced, like, why are we getting an Andor series, you know? Like, this guy from Rogue One, although I, I love Rogue One, okay? I Just just to be clear, I love Rogue One. I think it's the best film Disney Star Wars has put out. But yeah, I think for me, that was a one-and-done movie. You know, it's between, like, a prequel to episode four. So, for me, like, why are we getting a series about Andor, this guy who died in row one. No? So that was my initial reaction back then. But seeing it now, uh, I think it was it was a really, really good decision. Sobra. As in, what's interesting with Andor is, you know, how they made this this gruff guy na, ano, na, that really shows the, that the rebellion isn't really squeaky like we usually see in the original movies. You know, it, this shows a more realistic take you know who doesn't compromise you know who gets the job done yeah it's uh it's it's about war kasi. so in war you know it's war is really really dirty you know it doesn't matter yung in a war you can say the ends justify the means you know so mapupush yung morality mo yung yung conception from right and wrong and yeah. show really delves on that detail eh, na, Parang you don't really get what you want, you know, fair and square. Kailangan mo talagang lumaban. Yeah, actually. So, I, I remember a line from Cassian Andor in Rogue One. Uh, he said to Jin Erso na he did things that he regrets. Like, 
keeps him up at night just for the rebellion to succeed now. So that by that line alone alam mo lang ano eh, it's it's really a dirty dirty war. You know, yung proposed show's timeline of five years. Yung season one was like the first this first year, you know, getting into rebe- the rebellion. Tapos yung second season will, each three episodes, I think, will cover one year, leading to the fourth and final year to Rogue One. So it's mm-hmm. interesting then, you know, yung timeline na yon, that you'll see it, you know, how it will play out in, 12, in, the, in those 24 episodes. Yung mga pagdadaanan niya, all those terrible things na that he'd had to go through, right? And since you mentioned episodes, no? so just by the fact that this show has 12 episodes no? compared to others, like most likely like six or eight episodes max, by the episode count, I believe, you know, they have really harsh, for the lack of a better word, uh, harsh story to tell. You know? Oh, and to me, uh, making certain... 12 to 13 episodes is a bit of a risk. Sometimes kasi some shows produce a lot of episodes na parang people think na they're gonna watch. Pero there are some storylines that tend to overstay its welcome. Yeah, you're right. And, and the thing with this show is, you know, it doesn't feel that it's dragging or teasing a lot or cut short. Parang they, they cover the given amount of time that they're used to. So anyway, yeah. So like, let's talk about yung the premiere now. It, it dropped Three episodes, I got. And oh, that was shocking. Yeah, I think it's no. Actually, it's I think it's the right choice. Because when when I watched it, when I finished it, this the the three episodes all like they they really work well together as a whole. It's like they, yeah, they cut into three episodes, but they feel like one one long pilot for me. So you really have to watch them uh, all together just to so true. Saka hindi lang pilot eh. It's like this first arc eh. Nagkakaroon ka na na just what the show is about. You know, yeah, world building, oh, right. the characters, the stakes. And what's interesting is dun sa first episode, just some pilots tend to like do a lot of introductions eh. Pero dito, kahit it tends to be slow to some audience, really na ano eh, na how will, how will Cassian take this route where, to where he is now in Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're right, it's, it's slow. You know, it's slow, but I think slow is not, you know, particularly bad. Especially, it has 12 episodes, so I think it has a lot of time to really flesh out everything. Eh? Especially now, we have good writers like Tony Gilroy and his brother, Dan Gilroy. So, I think I'm really excited to see where this will go. Yes, and what's interesting with these first three episodes is that it doesn't really leave you hanging. It has its its own arc. Like, usually when we see, like, many arcs and self-contained arcs na it doesn't feel standalone pero it feels contained pero it also opens another door to what's in store for the rest of the entire season. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's not like how do I put this? It shows you know a more grounded approach on the Rebel Alliance that you know it's not a like hey you want to join the Rebellion? No. Parang it really shows as to why how Cassian got into this, especially in the first part where he got into trouble with some um, local authorities. Yeah. Yeah, so I noticed, you know, so I think it's a good choice then. Uh, so far, yeah, like you said, it's, it's very, very grounded. So we see the first three episodes, we don't see any stormtroopers, we don't see any sign of the Empire. 
But we do see the lowest of the low scale ng empire that, oh, the empire isn't really that in- invincible at all. Meron pala silang, ano, parang lower faction, which is, I remember it's called corporate tactical forces. Yeah, they're, they're like private security, parang ganun. Parang ganun sila, yeah. private yeah. army, ganun. In, a, and, in a mining planet. Yeah. Oh, and the way it's worded, parang it sounded very British. And I think it also added the fact na that it's shot in the UK na, you know, how this gives an impression na how these small instances talagang really fermented into pockets of conflict would eventually become the rebellion that we see in the original trilogy. It gave us, you know, a different perspective because eh? when you watch Star Wars, like, it's it's always from the point of the, the Skywalkers, you know, the, the hero, the Jedi, the, you know, this established rebel alliance already but we always forget uh, there there are ordinary citizens living in this galaxy you know like how are are they living in imperial rule you know what's their day to day like oh ganun. how how do they survive you know so we see hmm. here like andor for kasi in rogue one we already see ano siya, rebel captain mga ganun. Hmm. he's full oh but here, ano lang siya, parang petty thief lang siya or scavenger ng mga uh-huh. spare parts that he just sells for money. <laughs> and what's interesting is it really shows how people rebel, you know, through an ordin- through the lens of an everyman. Eh. Parang Cassian really gave that that perspective of how are you going to uh, to face such an ano an, an oppressive rule such as the Empire in that yeah. angle, de ba? Parang oh. parang parang through the lens of Cassian, parang nilagay kanya sa Ano gagawin mo pag nakarap ka ng ganun? Pag may nakaawit ka Yeah. You know, talking from an everyman perspective, we, like, ang dami rin natin nakitang a different world, you know, from the usual Star Wars stuff, you know, like, we see mga laborers, mga, uh, mga ano, regular, uh, regular people lang who work day-to-day. We, we see a bar. There's even a brothel there. I think it's the first time mm. we actually saw a, brothel in a Star Wars show. Oh, so, tapos, tapos parang ano, space ramen or something, di ba? It really yeah, is real. Yung, I saw that, yung, yung blue ramen of ours. Oh, nag-drop yung, parang nag, ano, drop yung joke or something. Yeah, I, I wonder how that tastes. <laughs> parang, like, maybe, maybe Disney, in Disneyland, magkakaroon sila ng menu na ganun. Most likely, I wouldn't be surprised kung magkakaroon sila ng ganun version sa Galaxy's Edge. Even the bar, and I'm, I mean, maybe yeah, we'll probably mm-hmm. see it a year from now. Tapos, and how that escalate, di ba? Yung simple gang fight lang, and yung fight scene pa lang niya, yung encounter ni Ander dun sa uh, corporate tactical forces. Yeah, actually, yeah. Very, very good. And, you know, like, how Andor is this, like, morally gray character, you know? Kasi nasanay tayo na, it's just black and white good versus evil like jedi versus sith but Mm-mm. you see andor you know he killed these two guards like execution style oh no, wait, talagang, talagang in a brutal way tas di ba parang may binuhat siya na si, basta that guy tas linam niya akala natin na injury uh, you killed him it's dead from a from a <laughs> headbutt like it's it's funny. <laughs> he died from a headbutt. Yeah. But I... <laughs> it's just some random slam. That was, to me, parang that was shocking. Na, oh my God, shit. Parang it felt real. It, it felt real. Na parang talagang 
nag-shiver under my skin. Oh my this this small thing has a big ramification all throughout the universe din talaga. Nung after nung anon, par na shock si Cassian, biglang tinan niya barrel and pinatay. And you can really see that, you know, the world he lives in. You know, you can... Yeah, it's ano siya eh. Survival siya eh. Like, it's oh, every man for himself eh. Just by the way, they established the the world, you know, like, they're they're all living in scraps. Like, mm, that's real. That's the empire for you, right? Yeah, credits in your are face. By here, uh, we also see yung, the oppression of the empire from from a low low perspective, like ordinary citizens. Long doesn't really have to be na uh, this big empire who's you know uh, terrorizing every city or town. Like we see yung mga stormtroopers walking around here. Wala, eh. they have like you said yung meron silang parang pocket army na just uh, that reflects real life din eh na you know they're not really evil you know per se but they they have egos they have abuse of power you know na Saka yung environment nila sa trabaho how they're trained diba yeah uh, bringing din nila sa workforce yeah so it, yeah it's really a different different uh, type of Star Wars here. Actually, actually, it doesn't even feel like Star Wars at this point. You know, in the first nga, eh, di ba? No, it's more like parang, it's more like Blade Runner or something. Mga ganun, eh. I mean, the first scene pa lang, di ba? Yung papunta siya dun sa bar, that whole part, kung in-edit out mo yon, and then pag gumawa ng fan edit na parang mala Blade Runner 2049 or Star Wars crossover, mapapaniwala ka na ano, yung clip sa under is, isn't from a Star Wars show or movie. Yeah, actually, even even the dialogue actually, it's it's very mature, you know. Like it it doesn't spoon feed you. Although marami siyang, you know, jargon na yung mga usual Star Wars terms like Kessel, parsecs, mga ganun. But oh, oh. it's uh, it doesn't spoon feed exposition, like they just drop this information on you like bala na if you're going to oh. understand it or not. No, not, that dialogue alone, alone is very, very mature and you know, helps establish this uh, gritty world. Uh, it's we're, we're seeing a different side of Star Wars here. Um, and the way you, the way they bend, they use jargons, for example, it's a lore. Is and it, it doesn't. It's done. It has a, it has a context. Eh? Hindi lang siya din drop just to spoon feed the audience. Lalo na yung conversation kasi yun sa kanung ano stepmom ni si Marva. Um, nahanap ni sister niya about yung about his home planet where he came from hindi parang hindi outright pinakita na ano eh na this is where Cassian lives parang bringing up lang yon when when Cassian's mom's name where has he been up to lately diba yeah, uh... so that felt more natural than Simon's screenwriting class when you use exposition parang ang purpose noon is to ano Anong context na eksena na to? Ano pinag-uusapan nila? Where is where was where's the scene leading to the next? Which some past Star Wars uh, shows and movies failed to show na minsan they just drop some jargon or fan service parts for the sake of pleasing the audience. Dito sa under it it's more seamless. Kaya yung human drama is more efficient kasi it kasi first part pa lang ano eh um pinapakita us pinapakita yung ano what Cassian has been up to you know searching his family then yeah actually and 
right the writing's good it's already established you know different relationships how you know just by the way they interact alone you know what what kind of person Cassian is really how does he what's his relationship like with uh, all these people you know and from there we can tell na ano siya eh, like more troublemaker <laughs> i mean that scene alone after the bar parang that set the whole story na what's to come diba parang nagkaroon ng domino effect na naging wary na rin yung authority na this na nagkakagulo na it's becoming out of control and then yeah and yung chief inspector then no just i just want to mention chief inspector na it, oh you really just want to drop this issue you know i don't oh. pursue So we oh. see that may mga real life ano rin talaga siya real life reflections na it happens eh yung complacency rin like we oh. see it in real life yung mga don't show don't mga ganun if you see something say something but it, they just want to sweep it under the rug you know since more pa- it leads to more problems more paperwork mm-hmm. uh, which is more interesting kasi sa mga Star Wars movies for example the Imperials when they discover something diba parang you know send the battalion or like padala ka ng proto ng ano ng probe droid for that or for this one parang ano eh i was expecting his um new boss na character ni Kalsler would Kalsler yung character ni Kalsler would Mm-mm. like you know padala ka ng troops pero dito parang nagsubvert eh which really uh, adds to the point na parang mas realistic na rin i like that bit hindi ko napansin yung part na yun I think I'll have to rewatch that part. And he, and you know, he re- is he is really not trained for this kind of stuff. You know, we we see you know from the first episode na ano siya, uh, more on office, more on ano siya, off office person siya. Hindi siya field guy. So by the by the time now we see in the third episode, nandun siya sa Ferrix planet. You know, hunting Cassian. Oh, all the I, destruction killings is like it's very very new to him you know he, he has this oh, oh. shocked face na maybe it will turn out into PTSD who knows but he's not oh, ready oh. for this yun i i think i remember the name ng Carson Kessler at Cyril Karn ah oh, right Cyril yeah hindi ko mamatandaan kung nabanggit yung name niya but yeah yeah i googled it yung si Cyril Karn is, pakita mo pala yung dynamics nila at saka ng boss nila, di ba? Yung, yung young na who wants to get his job done and then yung boss nila na matanda na na so done with life. Oh, na gusto. Huwag mo napansinin yan. <laughs> yeah, because I think mayroong parang imperial officers na kagawa ng check or something, like who will do some inspection to their Uh, planet so ayo na lang yung magkaroon ng problems pa to deal with so he just wants to let it go but you know Cyril he he pursued it so and then this happened <laughs> and I think some some of future episodes this will happen this will really uh, get the ISB's attention we see it as you know You know, hindi lang attack sa ano sa local forces kundi attack din sa kanila. That people are standing up, you know, as marvelous na it's a reckoning. Yeah, yeah. You know, after after the authority sooner or later establishment naman ng lalabanan nila. Yeah, so in a way and, like 
he kind of indirectly caused an uprising in you know in Ferrix. and we see na these people are fed up with oppression but what what can they do really so seen by this by the small pockets of you know uh oppression that we see throughout the galaxy and uh, no, and insurrection and um these small conflicts when which uh, would also um, encourage encourage some key players like Sogirera and Lutinrel come into play na, oh my god parang we can do this we can pull this off tapos mm-hmm. the ISB would be really getting you know wary now oh my god if we don't do something about this minensyo mo nga complacency there would be consequences from you know you mentioned Luthen Rel I like from the short scene we got you know he's he looks like a really important character and and gusto rin talaga si ano Stellan Skarsgård so I really want to see where it goes yeah I think we can we can move to our next talking point no let's how does Andor compare to other Perfect. Star Wars shows yeah yes okay let's go there okay so in terms of production diba Um, you know, The Mandalorian was the ano eh, parang that's kicked off the Star Wars Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it boasted the volume, which this large screen na ano that large LCD screen that ano that uh, had AI generated VFX backgrounds supported mm-hmm. by Unreal Engine that would cut shorter post production VFX workload. Yeah. It's basically like a game. more advanced green screen. You you can already like instead of green screen yung nasalikod mo. You already you already see the background of what you're like the set or your location ganun. Exactly. But of course it has limitations pa rin. Oh, wala na asin in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Felt like minsan ano parang nasa stage or nasa box parang napaka-obvious then. <laughs> yeah. And I think they someone mentioned it. I forgot who but I think, but it's it's one of the Star Wars shows. I think in Mandalorian, you know, the volume is great, but it's still not enough. Like you know, it can't really fully replicate daylight, so it ends up having this like fake plastic shine that we see in other Star Wars shows, like in like Obi Wan, you know, and Boba Fett showed it. So I think for so far, uh, like in terms of production, only the Mandalorian has used the volume. Really well, like hindi siya ganon ka obvious unlike the other shows that came after. Oh, because eh, with the Mandalorian, ano eh, pulidium blockings, yung positioning ng camera sa kaset designs. Kaya hindi nagbuhang obvious na ano uh, they're like filming a play. Because yeah, yun yung nag yun yung nag end result sa Obi Wan and um also outside of Star Wars, Story Love and Thunder, parang um malidi size ng volume kasi ang naging issue na rin while it's ano it's cutting edge parang naging one fit solution aning ano yung parang one and done solution na end all solution ng mga filmmakers ang the volume yeah actually actually you're right yeah just to add to your point it just because they have this technology like naging uh, parang allows them to do a shortcut you know <laughs> like since we have this volume like you just shoot here You know, instead of you know looking for a place, a location to shoot, because you know, well, gets them. It's more expensive to find a location, especially now, eh, na since naga mm-hmm. pandemic, rin, so it's hard Saka with inflation. all the yeah, it's hard with the restrictions of you know traveling. So the volume at the time, ah, when it was you know, ah, it's really a good place. But uh, I think, yeah, you know, it's starting to see, na 
what the downsides are to to exclusively use this uh, technology. Sa kaanurene, eh, um, for example, pag ginamit ang the volume sa mga uh, mga wide set pieces, parang it feels as if na parang hindi lang siya nag-fit sa environment, parang background. Parang think of you printed a painting or a photograph, tapos splinatter mo sa background, and then you take your photo, it feels like you're having a photo off dun sa painting or photograph mo. That's how I felt when some filmmakers misuse the volume. Yeah, and it, it, it's really obvious <laughs> in Obi-Wan eh. Like out oh, of all the shows, so Obi Wan talaga siya pinaka like it's it's very distracting, yeah. Sobra, especially the one in ano in hindi lang show din yung kay Darth Vader, pati with Anakin. Na kahit ang luwag luwag ni Jedi Temple, it feels na nasa ano sila nasa stage. It feels like watching a recorded play. Yeah, it feels it feels empty. Because when they went to the cyberpunk city in Obi Wan. I think it's in episode 2 or something. Oh my god, like, di ko napansin yung part na yun. Yung like parang red light district uh, episode. I I, forg- I think it's in episode 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, do- it does. Pero come to think of it, parang medyo noticeable nga. Yeah, diba? So this is a city na dapat it's very, very crowded na maraming tao. But since they shot it, in the volume you have this limited stage you have cramped space the result is it's a city but there's no people in it so oh, oh. You, you only see extras walking around so you can't really populate it with uh, a lot of extras so the end result nagmuwasyang city na it's it's a fake city with fake people you know it doesn't feel alive played in it. i mean it it feels as if na you know alam yung mga pop up booths yung mga pinupuntahan natin that is APCC yeah uh-uh. you you more fake backdrops yeah actually uh-uh. <laughs> ganun siya eh. like as more projects use it the more the more we can see it like mas nakikita natin siya unlike before na oh this new technology is great but it's it's getting noticeable na And on top of that, bukod sa the volume is limited din sila sa California location, especially with you know with Alderaan. Alderaan is supposed to be space Switzerland. It's supposed to be space French Alps. Pero it's <laughs> lalo chasing with Princess Leia. <laughs> my oh God, my, oh my God! <laughs> I don't know if you've been to the states. You may hallucinations si Obi Wan with Anakin. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yung parang hills. Uh, parang hills na location. Oh, <laughs> desert. Sabi ni Norby, malapit lang daw sa kanila yan. Yeah, it, it's, kahit, it looks fake pa rin talaga. Yeah. Unlike oh, in, uh, unlike in Andor, we see, like, ang ganda ng production design, mga set pieces. God. Everything's built from scratch, even kahit on location, talaga nag-build sila ng mga cities and mga locales and props and then you've got like 200 plus extras na that really feels na it's its own city eh. Yeah, it, it makes makes a lot of difference, right? Like it's know, it feels right? alive. It feels, you know, like a real city. You know, we have all these people walking around. Right? Like in the background lang, you, you see them you know, doing stuff. But tsaka yung, yung scale niya. It's, of everyday life. 
Uh, it's really good, you know. It's visually superior, like. Oh. Ganon kasi because having having a real set then talaga and location helps with, you know, helps with blocking your frames. Maga yung cinematography niya talaga. It pops it out. Take, eh. It takes a lot of work then, pero pero it pays off if you really planned everything. If you really mm-hmm. pour yeah. your work, if you if you pour resources and your money and the best of the best crew. And there, there's this one particular tidbit that really got me interested in the workplace, Nicasia. And there's this one big wall of gloves. Oh, and yeah. They're like, I know. That's of, I don't, wow, God, I've never seen this kind of elaborate production design. Yeah, uh, like, it's it's a great shot, really. It's, you know, seeing oh, all those gloves, you know. Even in seconds, it's really going to pop your eyes. Just... Mm. Just, oh, just a single shot, eh. Parang it already established yung uh, how what's this city about? Like all these laborers, you know, like oppressed by the empire, just you know, in their daily grind just to survive. Kaya yung individual set designs then, lalo na yung ano yung coworker ni Cassian at sa yung boyfriend niya, yung boyfriend ni Bix. Mm, yeah. Mm. Really show kung, ano, um, how much they're making in a living, diba? Yeah, actually. Saka so, so props, diba? Attention to detail then, yung may coffee then. Parang ano, medyo may yeah, pagka-IKA designs. Parang first time ko alam makamunik ng coffee equivalent sa Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, right? And, uh, you know, my sex scene or, or implied sex scene then. Like, oh, is this a first in Star Wars? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think. Implied sex wall. Like, oh, oh this is really, you're really moving, you know, pushing the boundaries of what Star Wars can be. You know? It's more adult, oh, more mature. Even. Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, oh. You mentioned it. My, I, I've heard shit. <laughs> In, oh, well, well, Meron's a solo, pero Lando was about to say it. Pero biglang, minari, biglang nakat or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, yeah, right. Because, you know, like, when, when they curse, gumagamit na sila ng made up words eh, like dank farik or something na ganon <laughs> like we we hear it in Mandalorian and other stuff pero di talaga like ah shit <laughs> oh it, and then the execs let ano eh, let them get away with it <laughs> which is pretty awesome and what's notable then sa show is ah uh, yung ano den yung pagkakablend na camera work and the action sequences kasi ang problem minsan with modern action genre sa movies and TV is they tend to cut a lot. Yeah, you're right. Uh, may shaky, shaky cam din eh. God, that's Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, just seeing uh, Vader and Obi-Wan again, it's really, really cool. But, you know, it's ruined by like poor editing, poor shots, ganun eh. And the fact that it's limited, the the fact that na that it's shot in the volume, tapos that it's crumpled or cramped. Yeah, yeah, like it's that. very cramped. Ah, uh, diba? it really takes away that anyway that grandwas effect, a grandwas feeling that Kathleen Kennedy has been teasing for a while na parang rematch of the century. Well, there were great moments, pero 
kahit anong levels and the set limitations hold you back from mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah. I mean, this is Obi Wan and Darth Vader. You know, they're, oh. they're, they are Star Wars. You know, they're 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 the biggest characters in the whole franchise. Pero going to Andor, yung action sequences paren. It's not only the camera and the way how the set yeah really uh-huh. plays a huge role. The the cinematography is really really great. You know, like a lot of the shots are beautiful. You know, the way, just the framing of the shots, like, kita mo yung mga expressions ni Andor, and, you know, just like yung the way he points his blaster to the camera. You know, it's a whole different level than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And and I think I like the camera that talagang savor the action. Hindi niya pinapalitan yung... Actually, in fact, bukod sa action scenes, pati, pag, pati yung world building, pati yung mga establishing shots, yung mga wide shots, really takes the viewer dun sa environment. You know, talagang binibigay, para pinapakita yung, ano, yung scope, you know, yung what Kirk's is, what this other planet is. And it really adds to the tension, to the suspense din eh, just by the establishing shots. Saka yung local eh. I mean, in three episodes, pakikita mo na yung, fer- yung buong Ferex, you know, from in different aspects sa workplace, sa repair shop. Kitang-kita mo yung elaborate set pieces. Then it kind of reminded me of those ano, elaborate environments sa mga JRPGs and sa mga open world mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Most notably din yung arrival ni Luton dun sa parang airport nila. And oh, sumakay siya sa shuttle. And you see this overhead shot of Ferrix. Like you see this vast desert and like slums of different hideouts, houses, and yung mm. parang scrapyard. It's, it's a whole different world, talaga. And and the fact that worn out na yung factory or yung meeting place nila ni Andor. Grab pagkakalagay ng set eh, di ba? Parang yung yeah, parameters yung, niya. The warehouse. Is that, is that a real set? Alam mo ba kung talagang real warehouse shot? I think it From is. Oh, from the looks of it, it's more practical. Because when they released the BTS video, I saw that they were si Diego Luna and a stunt double. That's the extent of it. The way they were using the crane. Uh-oh. I think those were real. Those were practical effects. Mm, yeah, it, it really makes a difference, you know, when you use practical sets. Mm, it, it gives them new environment then on a smaller oh. scale. Tapos lalo na yung, nag, ano na, yung nag-start na yung action sequence, yung hinabo na sila. And it's nice how they really use that environment. Gano'ng kadelikado dun sa lugar na yun. You know, just one mistake. Parang pag nagkamali ka lang doon, parang matatamaan ka rin. It's, it's either gonna get shot by uh, Cyril's men or gonna get hit by one of those, ano, those falling debris. Yeah, the set pieces talaga, it's, uh, you know, it's really good. So, I'm looking forward to kung ano pang, we have nine episodes, <laughs> so uh, nine episodes, let's see what, what we've got in store pa. Okay, and from the looks of it, lalo na sa mga trailers, I think we'll see a lot more. And, and dahil ako yung remark ni Tony Gilroy na ano, iwasan ng fanservice as much as possible. Well, hindi naman siya may iwasan, pero the way he uses Star Wars lore na parang it has to make sense din from his point of view din. Parang not just it go away part or to be something na naging habit na rin ng mga recent Star Wars shows na, na nakuha nila from the past Marvel shows that they keep teasing and teasing up to nowhere yeah. just uh-huh. to hook audience. Dito with Andor is everything runs through a well-oiled machine. Kaya yung mga familiar faces... You know, you don't see them as cameos. You see them, you know, having a substantial part whenever they appear. 
yeah so so speaking of you know like uh like what we said that uh, so we're we're gonna see Sogarera in the future oh, yeah. no? oh definitely and, and Mon Mothma you know an, oh, an OG <laughs> the OG, OG. But this time it's gonna be played by Genevieve O'Reilly. So we, we, I think we already saw her in episode three. But I Rogue think Rogue One, but yeah. Star Wars. Shows. Ah, right, yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. this time, but yung mga appearances niya from before, like those are just basically short, like few seconds mm-hmm. appearance lang. Eh. So I hope mas malaki talaga yung role niya dito. I think we're gonna see some course on politics. Fans, fans have been uh, wanting to see the planet post episode three and what it's like. Pero from the teaser, parang parang it shows you know it's it's held by the neck ng empire. It actually, yeah. So in that topic, so what are we looking forward to? So like you said, so yan yung isa sa mga talagang I'm interested to see in future episodes. You no, know, how because we haven't really seen much politics in mm. in the empire era you know like in the in the prequels like damning politics mm. stuff but oh. in the original trilogy we don't really see how the world works how politics work under the empire you know so the dynamic nila post republic you know Kasi dati, yeah. back in the days of the Republic, you know, parang how do they operate under the Emperor's rule, di ba? Anong role ng Senate under uh-oh. Empire rule? Like, why is still there a Senate? Di ba? So, parang makita doon how Mon Mothma will die trying to get her politicking kills and eventually realize na parang hey, um, I'm fed up with this, you know, with this debating in the Senate. I'm gonna start a rebellion. Uh, I'm really curious to see how, you know, the rebel alliance forms since Mm-mm. it's, it, and dami niyang, ano eh, dami niyang branches eh. So, from, just by looking at it from a scope, we have, you know, like, guerrilla warriors, like, Saw so, so Guerrera, a guerrilla mm-hmm. fighter. And then- and we unofficially, have... the Bad Batch then, di ba? Mm, yeah. So we have, and an, an, like, a spy with Cassian. So oh. how these, itong mga small groups, how how will they join up together, you know? Oh. And then, like, on the side of Mon Mothma, my politics side then. So oh. how, that... how will that come into play? I think it's a good thing na, ano, na hindi nila pinakita much of the Star Wars lore and terms that we're familiar with because this is more of Cassian's show and I think the nine episodes really will show the reaction how will those things fit in good na pagkakaplano rin eh, you know? yeah actually so I, th- it, I think yun yung I think yun yung selling part eh how all these interfaces fit in yun yung ano eh yun yung big question that's na dapat tutukan ng mga viewers din sa mga susunod na episodes I like the direction they took eh so the first three episodes is more of a self-contained arc for Cassian what's his life really like originally and then like in the future episodes, I think we're gonna see more, you know, like in the trailers, the empires finally notice the insurgency and then how will they you know, deal with it? Ganun. Excited rin ako, how will, will the ISB take play a huge part? How will these familiar Star Wars lore, you know, come into play? I think like one, na my final 
request lang I think is minimize the fan service and you know yung nostalgic nostalgic cameos you know like like because in this past year like Boba Fett Obi Wan and and daming fan service eh. and also daming and daming things but they can't even name drop pad me even in ano like uh, Mandalorian we got a CGI look as much as I am happy to see Luke Skywalker again you know we do really need Luke again. When we have Ahsoka and Granada Throne, they just use this show to spin off another show. So we got the Ahsoka show now. So yeah, I just really want Andor to be self-contained as much as possible. I think Gilroy made it clear that he's not really into the fan service and Wikipedia thingy. But in the book of Boba Fett, I was expecting that Crimson Dawn or Kira would make an appearance. But that show, um, I mean, we got Cad Bane there. The return yeah. of Cad Bane. Kulang sa build up, kulang sa story. It's just book of fan service. Yeah, the way I put it, the best episodes don't even feature Boba Fett. Ironically, the so best true. ones are with Mandalorian, with Din Djarin specifically. Hopefully, ano rin sana maging ano din to learning curve sa mga Star Wars filmmakers to you know do the work, focus on writing a good story, and wag wag dumepende sa mga. Yeah, actually, they really should hire better writers. You know, like Uh-oh. I can already see how well written Andor is compared to the other shows. Talaga. So, any uh, final thoughts? My final thoughts to close. Well, um, I hope it's Wednesday tomorrow because I can't wait to see. Can't wait another day, another day to wait. <laughs> yeah, so me too. Like the premiere, like it really sur- actually it, it really surprised me. Like it's it's been a long time since I've been really really impressed with a uh, premiere a Star Wars show. Like mm-hmm. I, I compared this to Obi Wan premiere and Boba Fett premiere. Like they're, they're okay, but this one, talaga, like. Uh, you know, you know that feeling that you know that something is gonna be, it's gonna be a hit. It's gonna be big. You know, you feel good. And I hope it keeps up all the way. And naman that the filmmaker, that the filmmakers, the set designers, the actors, really poured everything to make Star Wars show, if not the best show we've seen in TV, and worthy to be among the best uh, TV shows of the year. Yeah, actually, you're right. Like. When you said na it's among the best TV show, like hindi siya hindi siya bogged down na it's a Star Wars show, but it doesn't really feel that much like Star Wars so far uh, since ep- three episodes palang naman. But I get the feeling uh, na it's gonna it's it's watchable by even non-fans, ganun. even casuals. And I think yeah. it also it also show na ano Disney can really make shows that. That can be on par with Prestige TV if they really pour their money into it. Actually, yeah, pull off shows na an effort, <laughs> di ba? Kaya nilang pang pang tapat sa HBO, Showtime, FX, and those other networks. Then. Yeah, it's not just to pad their content in the streaming platform. <laughs> and I don't know if you played Jedi Fallen Order. I, I did, I did, I played it. May cheese miss do na ano eh, na Cal and I think if the rumors are true whoever's in charge should take notes from Andor seriously mm-hmm. or in <laughs> fact uh, Disney should get one of the uh, writers from Andor to do the Calcastus show seriously yeah actually they they really should you know hire established 
you know, with writers with good credentials, really. Oh, may... I really notice like they hire new creatives. Not, I mean, not to knock knock off their talent or anything, but you know, to handle a big show like a big franchise like Star Wars, you know, you really should have more uh, experience, more credentials. Taka ano hard work. You know, you need to work yeah. your ass off. Well, let's see. And anything now you'd like, like shout out? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you can follow my uh, coffee called Buckshot Brew. So you, you can just search for Facebook or Instagram at Buckshot Brew. So that's it. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Miko, for inviting me here in the podcast. Thank you also to our listeners for you know staying with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Drew, for having uh, for uh, for joining, and we look forward to for more episodes. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.